Dan Crandall of Adventures Within Reach joins Chris and Jerry to discuss one of the most biodiversified countries in the world, Costa Rica. Truly offering something for nearly everyone, topics including descriptions and differences of many of the national parks, transportation including should you rent a car, beaches, best time to go, wildlife, family travel, safety, suggested week vacation itineraries, and adventure options including whitewater rafting, jungle hikes, canyoneering, repelling, zip lining, and others are discussed to help make Costa Rica one of your best vacations ever. traveladviceshow.com and I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts and we're really excited today. We have a great guest and I'd like to introduce my other co-host, uh, Jerry Fuller. Uh, how are you, Jerry? Fantastic. Oh, and I'm great. really excited about this show because we're having Dan Crandall of Adventures Within Reach uh, talking about Costa Rica. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks yeah. for having me out. And I, yeah. You know, just it's a real treat to talk about one of my favorite places and you know, when you guys asked me to actually do this show, I was thinking about how we need to reverse engineer this and actually talk about reasons not to go to Costa Rica. <laughs> it's um, it's one of my biggest passions. And um, awesome. basically, I've been in travel, you know, in the travel industry for well over 15 years. I've been to Costa Rica four times, and uh, Costa Rica is my number one destination with adventures within reach. And... Awesome. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think about, you know, there's some holy grails out there for adventure, nature travelers, you know, those would probably be like Antarctica, you know, safari in Africa, and maybe an eight-day Galapagos cruise. Right. And then after that, the next bunch, I think you can make an argument that Costa Rica, pound for pound, inch for inch, dollar for dollar, is the, the number one place in the world to visit. That's great. That's great. Well, I wanted to ask you a question. Um you mentioned the number one place to visit for everything. Um, I know I've been there numerous times, and I am totally amazed in such a small country as Costa Rica. There is so mm. much to do. Mm. I mean, with the exception mm-hmm. of skiing, I think they have everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're probably working on skiing right now. I mean, they have an amazing government that backs uh, all, all kinds of ecotourism opportunities. So if they can figure out a way, they'll they'll do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is an amazing biodiversity spot. In fact, it is. Uh, you know, there's there's scientists who who claim it's the number one. Uh, biodiversity uh, area in the world, considering its its uh, its land mass. Yeah. So that's you know for a country that's the size of you know West Virginia that has you know over four percent of the world's biodiversity. Uh, you know that says a lot about not just the uh, uh, prime location it it it, uh, it sits in for wildlife, but also for the fact that the government is really actively protecting the place. 
That's great. Yeah, that they're really trying to keep the like sustainable tourism is pretty big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're really one of the leaders. I mean, if you look at any list of uh, top uh, countries as far as ecotourism, Costa Rica is always near the top of that list. It's just one of the groundbreaking type of efforts, and I think they're in a way kind of lighting the way for the rest of the world. That's awesome. I know our listeners are very interested in when should they go there. Is there a better time of year to go there, a worse time to go, or they should never go? <laughs> well, I think that, in my opinion, Costa Rica is a year-round destination, but you just have to come in with expectations tailored to the seasons. Uh, the is traditionally December through March into May, April. And when you go and at that time, it can still rain. People don't realize that you can still have you know three straight days of rain. It's the rainforest. That's why we go there is because it's hot and it's also wet, and that's what creates all the biodiversity. So when it rains, you just have to kind of say thank you, rain, for bringing this beautiful place. Um, so come in, come in with a good attitude. But generally, December through uh, March is the best time to go. But then in the off season, in the shoulder season, uh, you know, you just plan your activities in the morning. Plan anything that's a must-do, say it's canyoning or say it's uh, zip lining, or say it's an important hike. Do it in the early morning, you know, and then you'll beat that rain that usually comes in sometime between 11 and 1 uh, in the middle of the day. Then you have a, usually a nice uh, clear afternoon, and then frequently you'll have nights that feature a lot of uh, steady rainfall. But then you know, wake up in the morning, it's sunny, it's clean, it's bright and fresh, and, you know, you don't even notice it. The one thing, um, no, not the one thing, but the one uh, a one thing that I really find interesting about Costa Rica is it's famous for its national parks. When yeah. I was down there the last time, I read in their literature that they had 19, and I mm. think that's about right. But mm -hmm. you want to spend some time on the national parks because you think in a small country like Costa Rica mm -hmm. that a national park would be, quote-unquote, a national park, and they'd all be the same. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. not the case, is it? No, it's not. And a large part of that is due because of the verticality of the environment. I think I read somewhere that like something like 85% of the, the country is on a, on a slope. So, you know, you've got all these microclimates within these different folds of the country. And so that's what leads to all this amazing biodiversity and variety of, of habitats. Um, a few of the, the top national parks, uh, I, can, I can name like four in particular. Uh, the, the, probably the most uh, important one to visit for most travelers is Arnold Volcano. Uh, that national park uh, had a major uh, uh, eruption in 1968. So one of the famous things to do there is go, to, go do a hike in the bamboo forest uh, to where the, the lava flow stopped. And all along the way, you've got this gorgeous view um, of a volcano because there's, there's no trees in the way. So it's just, just gorgeous. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, the other thing about Arno is because uh, it's also a, a, just a huge hub for adventure travel. It, you know, you, you, you could argue it's the number one hub in the world for true outdoor activities. Uh, that uh, are more like on the adrenaline side and and uh, as well as the nature side. So it's just a special place to uh, visit. 
Um, then another park that's really important to visit is Tortuguero. Uh, that one is considered the Amazon of Central America. It's because it's set up in these canals, and so you take boat trips along these canals, and you see unique wildlife like fishing bats, you know, snakes uh, hanging from vines over the boat. You see uh, sloths and howler monkeys everywhere. It's just a really kind of unique Caribbean uh, forest ecosystem that because it's in the canals, it's moved from people. And I think you'll find that throughout the world where there's fewer people, there tends to be more wildlife. So, you know, it's a really uh, a great place for, for families especially because kids, uh, they love being on boats, they love being with fun guides, and they really love wildlife. So Teruteguero has all of that. And then uh, another important place to visit, uh, for, especially for first-time dr- uh, travelers, is Monte Verde. Monte Verde is uh, the home of the famous cloud forest ecosystem. The cloud forest is unique from other rainforests because it's a high-altitude rainforest. So you have the abundance of just these huge uh, plants, like, like the umbrella plant that natives will use literally for umbrellas. That's how big these plants are. And uh, they have just gorgeous epiphytes and orchids. And it's just a, a, an amazing place because it's so misty. It's just something out of like some kind of storybook, you know. So uh, the cloud forest is a really unique ecosystem compared to the lowland rainforest. So that's kind of an interesting uh, itinerary, actually. If you do Tortuguero, you're going to visit the lowland uh, Caribbean coastal rainforest. Arnold is going to be mid-altitude rainforest. And then you go up to Monte Verde, and that's going to be high-altitude uh, rainforest. So you get you can actually see three different distinct ecosystems in one trip. And you can do all that in like nine or ten days. Oh, wow. it, it, well, I know yeah. uh, up in uh, Tortuguero, they, um, it is so high that even in the heat of the jungle, like 85 degrees, it's freezing up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't have heat. They don't have air conditioning in the room. Sometimes travelers will, hey, where's the AC in the in the in the room? And I, I have to explain. Well, actually, you need a heater. Uh, it's yeah. it's that kind of place. And actually, Monte Verde it has a lot more than just the cloud forest. You go to the town; it's a quaint Did little I town. I meant um, uh, Monte Verde. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Monte Verde. Yeah. It's just such a it's such a it's such a cool little town too. There's all kinds of cute little ice cream shops and coffee shops and oh, and sweet. there's all kinds of like habitat enclosures for people who are wildlife photographers or they have kids. The kids want to have close up views of the of the wildlife. They have that kind of stuff in Monte Verde. It's a really just well done town. Yeah, I I know. And uh, because of these 19 um national parks I mean, any <clears throat> almost anyone in the world would love going to Costa Rica because of these parts, because they vary. I mean, you can go to, to even a dry forest. I was stunned yeah. when I went to a dry forest. I mean, you say, good crud. In Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, yeah, you're right. And they have, like, you can do uh, see birds like the quetzal and sea yep. turtles That's and right. butterflies and bats and waterfowl and... Actually, I don't know if many people realize that um, Costa Rica is extremely famous for coffee. Yep. And yep, uh, absolutely, it's just unbelievable the thing. Uh, one thing I want to mention also and ask you about is for decades, oh, centuries, like, not centuries, but for a long time, San Jose was the only international airport there. And now they have another one, Liberia. Yeah. And... Um, 
do you want to comment on why anybody would want to go to the northwest part of Costa Rica where a long time ago no one ever really heard of it? Yeah. Well, uh, clearly it's a, it's another option. Uh, flights in and out of Liberia, they do tend to cost more. I'm not sure exactly why, but I'm sure it has to do with uh, volume. Uh, San Jose is just a much uh, more prolific airport. So if travelers are looking for a better fly, uh, better value flight, fly in and out of San Jose. But if you don't mind uh, spending a little bit more, the nice thing about Liberia is actually it's about an hour away from the beaches. <laughs> you know, oh, even, right. even less awesome. than that. It's like 45 minutes, half an hour. I think Playa Panama is like uh, 30 minutes away. So, you know, if you're looking just to arrive, you know, hit some beaches, you know, making an alternative destination to, say, like Mexico, um, it's a really good choice. And from there, you can hit uh, the other parks fairly uh, fairly easily. But uh, because it's a location of far northwest, uh, if you really want to do a comprehensive trip of Costa Rica, you're better off flying in and out of San Jose. But if you're just looking for beaches, Liberia is a good choice. And then there's one uh, notable national park that's nearby. It's uh, Rincon de la Vallejo, and uh, that's a, a, a mountainous park with dry tropical forests, like you referenced. Uh, it has blue rivers, and it has mud pots, and it has hot springs, uh, and it has uh, you know enjoyable walks along rivers. And uh, it, it's, a, it's an interesting place, uh, but of all the parks, I'd say it's uh, a little bit less important to visit that one compared to uh, some of the others. And just real briefly, the other two parks I was actually going to mention before, okay. one of them is uh, Manuel Antonio, which is uh, in the Central Pacific Coast. So again, a totally different ecosystem than the other three I mentioned. And then finally, there's Corcovado down in the south right. in the Osa Peninsula, and that is uh, arguably one of the most biodiverse places in the world. Again, very few people live there, so you have uh, an abundance of wildlife. Well, a couple of years, no, not a couple, maybe um, 20 years ago, um, my wife and I went down to there, and at night I felt something funny. I looked up, and a, and a lizard, a big lizard, like an iguana almost, was crawling across me at night in the bed. <laughs> and I thought, oh, how fabulous. I'm in Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> After I screamed for a second, not really. But uh, uh, I, is this the, Yeah. <laughs> so I know what you mean, you know. Very bio. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for most travelers, I have to give you a, I have to, I have to, I have to give you a real reality check. Most, most hotels don't allow iguanas in the room, so I'm sorry <laughs> to disappoint your, your listenership, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, Costa Rica is absolutely chock full of experiences. Most people have one magical experience like that a day. You know, I'll just give you uh, something off the cuff. Like uh, I remember going to uh, this unique uh, area. It's called the, the Mountain of death okay it sounds terrible right mountain oh, yeah. of death it's terrible <laughs> de la muerte it's just 90 minutes drive out of san jose they call it mountain of death because uh back in the back in the heyday of the pioneer days some people died at the top of the mountain i can't remember why but anyway it's, it's really just a lovely uh cloud forest area and remember i'm just checking out hotels you know i'm just going around doing hotel routine hotel inspections and I'm standing in this one walkway, and all of a sudden these hummingbirds come out of nowhere, and I have about five different species of hummingbirds oh, landing cool. 
uh, right on twigs right in front of me. Awesome. And so it's it was kind of like that magical, you know, if you've ever been to Mexico and you've done the Mexican monarch trip down right. in Michoacan right, where right. they just land on it. It was exactly like that, but imagine that with like hummingbirds. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, cool. I'm like, wow, I mean, this is a really nice hotel. <laughs> you know, it, it makes it better, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does. Not and, check and out of that hotel because of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, and and that's the really that's the beauty of a lot of the hotels and lodges in Costa Rica, especially in these uh, uh, rainforest areas, is that you know you'll have you'll have wildlife encounters right from your balcony, whether it's a toucan or an iguana or you know hummingbirds, they'll come right up to your room. And, and Dan, so yeah, that's great. What are some other characteristics that you really feel that Costa Rica is one of your prime locations or? you know, prime destinations? Like, do you have any other uh, characteristics that makes uh, Costa Rica kind of unique in that way? How you much know? time do you have? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was just going to be 30 hours. minutes. I yeah, mean, I come on, you're busting uh, my chops. I know. Uh, <laughs> That's a big question. Yeah, but like any, any unique oh, man. stuff? Uh, maybe well, that, you know, I would say, you know, most people, you know, would say Costa Rica, besides the biodiversity, the yeah. wildlife, yeah. You know the amazing outdoor adventures we you know, we haven't even talked about yet. Coffee, you know coffee. the other things that really stand out about Costa Rica is that it's a it's a relatively clean country. Ooh, you know clean, most okay. of the time when you go to these wildlife areas like Tanzania, you see absolute poverty everywhere. It's yeah. kind of depressing, you know. Right. So right. you go to Costa Rica, people are happy, oh. people are friendly. It's a safe country, nice. you know, and you look around, it's a pretty clean country, um, okay. you know, so for a That's third great. world, you know, arguably Costa Rica's second world, uh, approaching first world, um, okay. and you just go there and it's just, you suddenly know that you, you can really see the difference between Costa Rica and most countries and how they handle their business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, other reasons is that it's relatively affordable. You know, it's like going to like a very affordable part of America, like Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, you know, adventures are pretty affordable. They're very safe. The guides are out of this world. They probably have the leading guide program outside of Africa. Oh, wow. uh, so, you know, if you're looking to have a natural history experience, you just would have to spend a lot more money and go a lot more, you know, a lot further mm-hmm. uh, than Costa Rica to find the next best place. So that's why Costa Rica is so special, especially for North Americans. It's very accessible and uh, it's relatively affordable and they have out of this world uh, services. And uh, and finally, I was going to say the infrastructure. You know, the roads really aren't that bad. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, four-wheel drive roads, especially along the coastlines and in some of the mountain areas. But generally speaking, to get from point A to point B on the tourist track, uh, those roads are, are generally well tarmacked. And uh, the drivers are just as safe as can be. It's not like India. Uh, you know, they aren't trying to kill you. Uh, they they really want to come home to their families. So, you know, drivers are a little bit more on the safe side than some other places in the third world. And Great. so do you recommend renting the car? You know, I don't. Um, it's really up to the traveler. Uh, if you absolutely need that kind of freedom, you know, by all means, rent a car. But the issues are this, you know, getting, I was talking about how safe the country is. Well, it is safe, but because it's such a beautiful country, they've had over a million immigrants come there in the last 10 years. So not every, yeah, not every immigrant, you know, it's just like here in America, you know, not every immigrant has every opportunity available to them. So there is some petty theft. There is some petty crime. And, 
you know, the problem is if somebody jacks your car, uh, breaks your window, well, you're not going to be able to leave Costa Rica until you settle with the rental agency. And, uh, you know, you might miss your flights. Uh, you know, it's just the hassles of uh, the potential of that problem. Then the other thing, obviously, is the insurance is high uh, oh, because of petty theft. Oh, okay. um, you know, it's just a headache. Uh, so to me, there's so many good transfer services, whether they're they're private or whether they're shared with other travelers, or of course you can use a bus. You know, if you're a budget traveler, there's so many alternatives to get from point A to point B, including cheap flights. Uh, internal flights on Nature Air uh, is one, and Sansa is another. Both of those fl- air- airlines are are fantastic. They're affordable flights, like seventy bucks. And what's great about Nature Air is that the windows are actually huge picture windows. Oh, so wow. kids love it. You know, they sit in the window seat, and it's just like yeah, it's like flying open air. Oh wow, that's sweet. <laughs> Let me ask this question: If a client or traveler to Costa Rica had, let's say, one week, yeah, what would you recommend they do in that one week to say, "Yep, I've been to Costa Rica." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take a couple a, more uh, hours one there. Week that, that you could say one week you, you've got a great deal of Costa Rica? Or do they I, I think so. I, I think one week, you know, if you, if you can stretch your week to eight or nine days, eight or um, nine. that would be ideal, especially nine days. Uh, that's really just a Saturday to Sunday trip, right. you know. Yeah. Um, and coming from you know coming from most places in the United States, you're talking about a four-hour flight, you know. So it's oh, wow. it's really not that bad, uh, you know. Um, you know, maybe five hours, but anyway, four or five-hour flight from most places in the United States. And so um, in nine days, you could do a number of different things depending on what you want to do. Um, if you're interested in uh, um, uh, say a, a real a diverse program to the Pacific Coast. You can fly into San Jose, you know, check out Arnold Volcano for a few nights, check out Monteverde for a couple of nights, and then go to a place like Manuel Antonio. Manuel Antonio is a uh, really unique uh, beach spot because there's only one hotel that's on the beach. Almost all the hotels are built up on the hillside. And the reason why that is is because the government, again, is trying to conserve its resources. It's trying to protect its beaches. They realize that if they have hotels right on the beach, that's not so good for beach erosion. So they asked all the hotels to build up on this hill. Well, the nice thing about that is you have gorgeous views of the Pacific Ocean from your hilltop you know, bar. So not too bad. And then it's a short 10-minute walk to the beach, you know, or you can take a bus. There's a routine bus that goes up and down the, the hotel circuit. But what's really special about Manny Antonio is that the park itself, um, you know how I was saying, I want to backtrack a little bit. They, I was saying that, you know, where you tend to have fewer people, there's more wildlife. Manny Antonio is the one exception to that rule in the world that I know of. And and the reason why and the reason why they can do it in Costa Rica is because Costa Ricans care about nature. They are taught from an early age to appreciate wildlife and respect nature. That's great. So you've got this amazing little national park that has amazing wildlife. It's probably the number one wildlife spot in Costa Rica, and there's a village right outside the door. 
<laughs> you know, and and then there's nothing stopping somebody just going in there and killing everything. Uh, so it's just extraordinary. Uh, I think that's an extraordinary example of how Costa Rica has done its business, and they, there's just no, nobody better than what they do. Uh, so there's so much to admire. But Manuel Antonio, so you could do that in nine days, easy, and you get some beach, you get some cloud forest, you get some lowland uh, Caribbean rainforest. So you get a, a real diverse, you know, kind of trip. And would you now, recommend... you could, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, on the other hand, you could go the other way. You can go to the Caribbean. And so that would be something like you go from San Jose to a place like Tortuguero, which is the other real good accessible wildlife spot, and then visit like a nice uh, uh, beach park like Cayuita, which is on the uh, southeast side of Costa Rica. Cayuita is often considered the Caribbean's version of Manuel Antonio. There's some really good protected rainforest, a little bit more poaching there, but uh, still pretty good wildlife, and they have gorgeous beaches. Uh, and the nice thing about the southeast part is that the snorkeling is actually, you know, halfway decent because it's in the Caribbean. Um, so, you know, then you go from there, you go up to uh, uh, Serapiki, or you can go to Arno Volcano, and uh, you can call that a nice, really, you know, really good eight, nine-day trip. And you get beach, wildlife, and volcano in that, that example. Perfect. Could I ask this question? What do most people, um, most um, let me start over. I'm trying to think how to word this correctly. What do people most frequently say that they uh, wish they'd known before they went? Or did you ever get that response when they come back? Yeah, I think people are surprised at how how much it rains in the rainforest. I don't think people really <laughs> appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they go the you know, I call it the dry season and they go there and they're like, Dan, it rained three days straight. I'm like, Well, it's the rainforest. I don't know how to help you. Yeah. Uh, bring a good jacket, right? A rain jacket. Well, yeah, but if you bring your rain jacket and you sweat, you know, oh, right. it's, it's Ooh, yeah. really, you know, it's Out a tough, it. tough thing. So I, I usually recommend bring an umbrella, I bring shoes. It. You can get wet and get, Ooh, you know, basically yeah. destroyed from the mud, um, <laughs> you know, you know, clothes that you can get dirty. Yeah, uh, that's really all you can do. And just appreciate, you know, that the rain is why that country is so special. I know that. um I'm glad you mentioned the mud because every time I've gone there, I have ruined my. I've thrown away the pair of shoes. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're done. Yeah, mud, I don't want to say mud stained. Yeah, that's why you go. You walk through those jungles, and if you don't have a Tarzan type jungle, you didn't go to Costa Rica. Yeah, that's right. And and I and I would like to say that if people don't want to get their feet dirty. You can do that in Costa Rica too. Um, you know, if you if it just depends on the type of traveler you are, and that's what makes Costa Rica, like I said, the number one outdoor enthusiast nature travel destination outside of the Holy Grails. You know, it's just one of those places that you can tailor your trip to exactly the type of traveler you are. So, you know, if you want to get your feet dirty, say you uh, say you only invest in two hundred dollar you know sneakers. Well, then uh, you <laughs> you just go you know, you go to you go to complexes called hanging bridge complexes which are manicured trails often featuring uh, high uh, suspension bridges that are extremely safe 
and you see the canopy, and you will you might get a pebble stuck in your in the bottom of your tread. You know, there might be a little scuff mark at the front of your shoe. You know, so you can even do hikes and still not get your feet dirty. Um, so you know, it's just it's just such an amazing country that has something for almost everyone. That's great. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Costa Rica? Yeah. I, you covered a tremendous amount and extremely well. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, you know, there's, I mean, there's so much. I, I guess I'd like to touch on the outdoor adventures. Sure. Okay. Uh, sure. It's can. just, it's just one of those, Costa Rica is one of those places that if you're looking for um, something to pick you up in life, say you're just getting cynical and jaded about, <laughs> about you know, the weight of the world, yeah. go to Costa Rica because you can go to a place like Arnold Volcano. And you, in one day, you could go on a canyoning trip uh, and a oh, zipline trip. Would you explain canyoning to some people yeah. who don't know what canyoning is? A- absolutely. Canyoning is this really fun sport where you go with professional guides that speak perfect English, and you descend slot canyons in the rainforest. So you're basically rappelling down uh, through waterfalls, uh, 100-foot rock walls, you're kind of scrambling over fallen logs, uh, slippery rocks, you know, through uh, just, uh, you know, hiking in the stream. Uh, so it's a, it's a real adventure. Uh, but the main thing is that people of any skill level can do it as long as you have a sense of adventure. You just have to and trust your guides. <laughs> and some Xanax, yes. It's... <laughs> For people like me who are terrified of hiking. <laughs> Uh, I never take this stuff, but let me tell you, I learned um, uh, that two Xanax for me make me able to do it. Screaming, <laughs> like falling, losing. Well, there you have it, folks. Now you have no excuse not to go canyoning. Jerry, that's Cole right. Just explained you got your it. Yeah. Moment. yeah, the secret to canyoning. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that's just a really fun. It's just a fun thing to do. That you know, usually most canyoning trips feature five repels. You go with a small group. You go with a bunch of fun-loving guides, and uh, you get your feet wet. It's just, it's just so much fun. And in the zip lines, uh, like for example, on Arnold, I think Arnold is the best one in the country. It's called Sky Trek, and what it is is a series of uh, zip lines. I think there's 11 uh, cables in total, 11, 12 cables. They're connected by these super strong bridges, these, uh, these uh, pillars, metal pillars. And the the zip lines here stretch, uh, I believe, almost like a half a mile, wow. three quarters of a mile in in, in Skytrek. So you know you're not talking about just some little zip line. You're talking about a real, you know, <laughs> you know, a real adventure when you're zipping across this canyon. Meanwhile, you know, you're looking up. There's a mountain above you. Down below, there's Arnall Lake. This beautiful little lake below, and uh, you know, and you're just ziplining through the rainforest, and um, you know, 500 feet up in the air, just, just, it's spectacular. And I, I have a fear of heights too, but I think it's when you do things like this, and you kind of challenge yourself just a little, mm-hmm. that it brings out the best in you, and you just yeah. feel so elated. I did it, mm-hmm. and um, and, and anyway, that's my that's my two cents about Costa Rica. It's a, you know, they have a saying there, pura vida, pure life. I think part of it comes from the fact they have so much life there. They have so much diversity there. But this uh, this pure life idea, it's kind of like, hey, come here. 
you can refresh yourself, you can unplug, you can kind of re repackage yourself, kind of come away clean. And I think that's a, a real big selling point about Costa Rica. And part of it is are these adrenaline adventures like rafting, which this country has oodles and oodles of awesome world-class rafting rivers, you know, for every skill level in addition to the zip lines and the canyoning. That's great. Well, Dan, we want to thank you very, very much for being our guest this morning. Well, well, thanks. Thanks for uh, letting me just have a, a soapbox here for half an hour about <laughs> Costa Rica. Yeah. I'm going to have to get back to my job now as a Costa Rican uh, minister of tourism. And, uh, <laughs> I know. Better you. That's pretty amazing, Dan. <laughs> yeah. I guess they already have. Yeah, that's great, man. <laughs> yeah, great. I, oh, yeah, this is a half an hour job interview. I, I didn't tell you guys that. You know? yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, it's well, what a great would show. Would you like to tell everyone yeah. how they can contact you? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Adventures Within Reach, we're just a, a, a unique little company. Uh, our clients are really important to us, and, uh, you know, what we do is we do flexible uh, travel plans. So whether you're family or a solo traveler, we work with you to kind of design a trip that works for you. Um, and anyway, you can reach, you can always reach me at dan at adventureswithinreach.com. And our phone number is 303-500-5047, and my extension is 3. And people are welcome to email me if you have questions. And even if you don't, you know, even if you're not looking to book a trip with us, I'd be happy to, you know, tell you more about the country. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Dan, and we really appreciate having you as our guest. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for doing this. You guys are doing a great job. So really, it's an honor to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our show from all around the world. We really appreciate that. And we'd like to uh, give a shout-out. Thank you to Stephen Pratt for helping compose the music, the wonderful intro and the ending of the show. And i also like to uh, say thank you to James Steed uh, for helping with the website and audio information. And also Nate Scholes um, about uh, getting us on the right track and helping us on the podcast on Travel Advice Show. Um, So thank you so much, and uh, enjoy all your travels around the world.